Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. I saw your nice little win on the bragging share. Yeah, it was really I'm a good. So proud part. of you. <laughs> thank you. I'm so proud too. <laughs> and we don't just do it for excuse the expression shits and giggles but like there's a reason why part of that reason is helping to reform the belief to be the one that's going to help you move forward yeah. instead of the one that's going to help you feel safe which we are not not friends with <laughs> we just don't need to let him take over Okay, yeah. So nice work. Hi, Lexi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We finally caught up with all of you guys. Now our whole family has got the crud. I'm. Oh, no. I, I don't want to say it, but the best. <laughs> so fingers oh. crossed. I've been like, I've got this tea that I take and like elderberry stuff and like this antiseptic spray and I'm like just gonna do all the things. <laughs> so hopefully it stays good. <laughs> yes. Oh, and emergency. I have that stuff. Yeah. So I'm pulling out all the stuff. Um, do either of you? Let's just ask both of you. Um, do you have anything in particular that? you came wanting today or are we here to figure out where we're going um i have a little bit specific um again just kind of looking ahead to next year and a few ideas to talk about um yeah what about you natalie well, I would like to we wrote down on saturday what we're going we were wanting to do and right. i wrote Three things down, downselling, following up from inquiry and transparency. Yes. Maybe that's too much, but well. Maybe, maybe not. We got 30 oh. minutes. So let's see. And actually, I want to go, I want to go with you first because one, you were here first, and that's just kind of how I do things. But okay. um, I really think that these are all good things for everyone to hear. And so I want to start there. Okay. Okay. So you say them again, just so I remember, and I could pull up the document, but this would be faster. Transparency. Downselling and following up from inquiry. Following up. And downselling. Okay. So let's start with transparency. Um, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in your expert help call, which you also gave us permission to put on the private podcast feed. So thank you for that, if anyone's interested in hearing that. Um, but what we were talking about was Natalie was feeling a little bit wonky about the price raising and not sure if it was the right move. So I said, instead of... Um, Instead of us 
just knocking them back down and assuming that that is the problem, let's try to solve some other problems first. Cause I don't want her to just go through the next couple of years believing, well, my prices have to be this if that's not the problem. And there's always, always ways to have higher prices. Even if like all of these things don't work, like it's, going after different audiences or messaging different or like like there's so many things that you can solve but i don't want to spend eight million years trying to solve it so let's go with the easiest to solve first in my opinion for you maybe it would be something different for somebody else i don't know i would have to talk to you about it but um we talked about transparency so one of the things that i have found for myself that one makes me feel energetically good about my prices, which leads to better sales conversations and people who are already ready to talk about working together at a price that they know. So for you, Natalie, we're talking mostly commissions at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's the same idea. Um, so by always putting your prices out when you are saying this is for sale that makes it really easy for people to say i could possibly be interested in this i would like to talk about it more or duh yes i'd like that or no there's just no way that i can afford that and mm -hmm. that's just how it is and you had said a couple people had mentioned to you oh that's way too expensive if they had that information right up front mm -hmm. and they cut, they kind of did because you had it like on the flyer and they had to go look at it. But I'm thinking more, I guess, in the, in an online space, if yes. they had that information right up front, they wouldn't come to you and then go, oh, that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. And we also don't want to bury the price either, like where they have to go look for it and find it and then decide having it right up front. Yeah. makes it really easy. Some people are going to very much disagree with me on this because here's the downside. If people are on the fence and they're like, they're not a yes and they're not a no, they're not always going to reach out until they've made up their own mind. And if they did reach out, sometimes it's a lot easier to help them make the decision that they want to make. Yes. <clears throat> but if you are feeling triggered by people telling you it's too expensive, I feel like that is a risk worth taking. Mm. Yeah. And in that instance, I don't necessarily believe that um, most people are gonna find your prices too high. They're still not that high. So I think it's just been that you've, you are also a little bit reflecting that you feel that they're too high and they're picking up on that. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing about transparency is it almost requires a sort of confidence. And the more you do it, the stronger that confidence gets in your pricing. Mm -hmm. So you, just by saying them out loud over and over, and I know you believe in those prices, like 
when we talked about it, I felt that from you. But you're not fully believing in what other people think about your prices. Exactly. So we need to get you some proof that those are good prices for you. Yeah. Um, you had asked me in Slack, does talking about my art on the internet work? And I was like, mm, I didn't want to give you a yes or a no. Mm -hmm. Because I thought maybe it's kind of a cop out. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> but that was the vibe I got. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't add it to my challenge, but I want to post more on social media. So I just added a little extra just for accountability for myself and yeah. it's not in the challenge but I don't okay so what if you get five they're not really passes or this maybe not the right word but you get five passes and of your 30-day challenge five of those can be social media posts but they have to include the price yeah that's what I started to do yesterday so yes that's a great idea those price and I also wanted, want to, my tone to be a little more braggy. Yeah. So that was what I was thinking in any case for social media. Cool. I like it. Because I don't think there's any possible way that you're going to come across as like annoyingly braggy. That's what people tell me. So I have tried to... I think your like hardest brag is going to be like a, look at me, I did something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the transparency. I want you to like think where can I put the prices and just like put them everywhere. I don't understand. Like if you write a post about a piece or about a commission or about something, put yes. the price below it. If you do an Instagram story, put the price on it. If you have them on your website, put the price on it. If you write an email and you include a picture of the thing in like the little subtext, put click to purchase and put the price. Like, let's just practice saying your prices. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. The more you put it out there, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. The more comfortable you get with it, the better people are going to respond to it. Okay. Okay. So that's transparency. Um, we also talked about downselling. I re or, don't really know what that exactly means. That's okay. We're going to figure that out right now. Okay. So if someone does come to you and they say, or, okay, let's back up. Someone picks up a thing and says, Ooh, that's too expensive and puts it back down. But obviously they had enough interest to pick it up in the first place. Mm -hmm. You could say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, and I completely understand like different price ranges are appropriate for different people. And while I don't advertise lower prices, I'm always willing to try to find a way that you can get what you want in a way that works for me as well. And that may not be a custom oil portrait commission, but I do have X, Y, Z. Um, so 
usually that works better if you already know what they're interested in. So if they want a commission and they're like, oh, I can't afford that. Yeah. You've got those smaller sizes that are really affordable, like Mm -hmm. the $150 ones. You could say, well, these are this price. And because, you know, it takes me X amount of time and all the, you don't even have to tell them the reasons. If you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. But um, I do have something that, you know, I wanted to really have a product that was affordable by anyone. Yeah. And that's what that looks like. Do you have any interest in hearing more details about that? Mm-hmm. So always like trying to work. And here's where this can get sticky. Um, some people will just be like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. But that doesn't mean they can't. And that doesn't mean that they won't say yes if you don't continue talking to them about it. So I really, I don't want this to be your first reaction. Okay. And so I don't put that on the website and everything. You can put it on the website, but like, think about like the four month rotation. If Mm -hmm. you are in your first month, really talking about these smaller prices and like the things that you can crank out and you're experimenting with and seeing how people react to them and all that. And then in your second and your third month, you're talking about higher prices. They may or may not even know about the lower prices. Like they might've missed all of that. Yeah. So if they're asking for more information about this and you really feel in your heart, you're not projecting, you're not like trying to know their money, you're not like getting in their pockets, but like you really just get the vibe. They can't afford that. You could Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I do have something else. It's not this, but it is this. Are you interested in hearing more about that? It's a significantly lower price point. So downselling just means once you feel that they're a clear no, for whatever they're showing interest in, like how can you compromise with them? And that doesn't mean you twisting yourself backwards into a pretzel, Mm -hmm. which is why we have that lower price point. But maybe they're like, no, I don't want that. I want this, but I can't afford that. And it could be maybe, well, I could do that in this style and I could do that for a little bit less you know like trying to figure out what do they what is it that they are really drawn to yeah and can you give that to them and do you want to give that to them okay it's not a you have to it's a giving you another option Mm -hmm. um all of that fails they go on your list to follow up with in six months, three months, nine months. Would you like me to circle back in six months and see if you might be interested at that point? I don't know what your finances might look like and probably neither do you. Is that something? Don't say that. Uh, I, I don't know what your finances are gonna look like in six months. Is there any chance you'd like me to circle back? Something along those lines. Okay. Um, so
that gives you the ability to not always have to say, well, I have this and I have this and I have this and like make it all of these different things that they have to choose from. You can talk about any given one and mm -hmm. still in that relationship marketing side of things, tell them about their other options. Yeah. And part of the beauty of that, most of my programs have been developed from those conversations. I want Ooh. this, but I don't want that. And I want this, but I don't want that. And then what do I want? And what do I feel good about giving at mm -hmm. what price point? And how can I find this? Yeah. Which is what this program is. It's like the most one-on-one -on -one I can give without like over giving and still give you what you want. And I still get what I need. Um, does that make sense? It does. Thanks. Great. Yes. And this is a process, like what they want and what you want to give are always going to be changing. So it's always going to be this kind of dance, mm -hmm. but the more of those down selling conversations that you have, the easier it is to figure it out. It's really like a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then following up from inquiries was the other thing we talked about. Why did I want to talk about that with you? You had given me some example and I was like, oh, I'd have done it a little bit differently. What were we talking about? Do you remember? Well, I had some people that asked me, I, I really like your work and for a commission and I would like some with my partner and my dogs and how much would that be? And I told them, oh, nice and enthusiastic and this would be the process and this would be the price and yes. let me know that. Okay, so a couple of things there. Um, you gave them more information than they asked for. Isn't that what I need to be doing? Not exactly. Oh, that's maybe why I have nothing to say anymore in my follow-up. That's part of it. Okay. Um, but the problem with that is a lot of times you give them too much information and then their head explodes. They're like, I, what? <laughs> when all they wanted to know was the price. But also oh. the other, the other thing in there is I don't want you to just write them back and say, here's the price. What I would do differently is ask them a question. So I don't know if you saw that follow-up process. I think you did. I don't know. I get confused who, what, when, where. Um, but asking them something about like, of course, I would love to share that with you. And can I also ask, just for my own curiosity, what draws you to it? What do you like about it? Or why would you want it in the first place? Or some kind of question that helps you understand what the desire is for them. Because one that reinforces it for them and it makes it not just about the price. It's like, you tell me why you wanted it. But also it gives you more information to go off of later. Okay. 
but I would give them the price. Yes, you would give them the price. I would ask them the question first because sometimes if you just give them the price, then they'll like. Yeah. So I don't say we have to figure out which photograph to use or blah, blah, blah. No, none of that yet. Okay. Oh, so I think how, how this would go if I were doing it was if they said, um, you know, I'm interested in this commission. I really like your style. Can you tell me the price? I would say, of course, would you mind if I ask you a question first, just to satisfy my own curiosity? Why, why do you want it? Or that sounds kind of like, yeah. Um, like low self-esteem, but maybe, um, what is it that what is it about it that draws you to it or what is the what do you want out of it or something along those lines and then when they ask you say thank you so much for sharing that it really helps me to understand my customer's point of view the price for this one is such and such um what questions do you have about the process or how to get started or um, any hesitancies? I kind of tend to list off a couple of things just to like let them know that I'm open for all of those conversations. And just switching that around. <clears throat> If I had to make a prediction, I would say it would give you a 25 better, 25% better continuing conversation rate. So one, you're already reinforcing it for them. Two, you're giving them what they're asking for. So like I had someone this morning. Let me pull it up. Oops. Um, she was talking about her focus being concentrating and how she was scared of something. And I was saying basically like, you know, you don't have to sell your art. It's not a thing you have to do. She said, but I want to. And I, she had asked me earlier, do I have one-on-one? -on -one? And I said, yes, I do. But if you want lots of one-on-one, -on -one, it's kind of pricey, but blah, 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 blah. And I just kept talking. And then she said, I would like to know the price and then I can decide if it's pricey or not. Um, so then I wrote back, well, I don't know what I wrote back because it's all in voice messages, but I can summarize. Um, here is what one-on-one -on -one looks like with me. And within the context of what we talked about, here's why you might want it. But I had that information already, why she wanted it and what one-on-one -on -one meant for her. And then I just answered the question, like why one-on-one, why -on -one, what does it look like for you and what is the price? And then I said, what other questions do you have? I didn't tell her all the things that were included. I didn't tell her um, how it works exactly. I just told her what she wanted to know in her context. I don't know if that really made sense. Did you 
understand what I said at all. Yeah, I wrote it all down and I'm going to put it in my words, but it's a completely different thing that, than what I have been doing. So I'm surely going to give it a try. Yeah. My table's wobbly, sorry. <laughs> I can see it. I'll stop testing it. Um, and I don't have to say anything yet about this is the price for what you asked for, but there is something cheaper. No, 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 no. 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 If they come back and they say, that sounds amazing. I love you. I really wish I could. There's no way I can do that with my financial situation right now. That's when you say. The downscale. Yes. Okay. So think short and sweet. What do they want? Why do they want it? How can you answer their question? Oh. It makes the selling conversation a lot more geared toward the helping and connecting and informing aspect when you do it that way. And by the way, don't feel bad or whatever, whatever emotion you might feel about doing it the other way. I have worked with three different selling coaches over the years. Like it's taken me a long time to learn this stuff. It seems easy and it seems like, duh, but it's not, it's not natural until it is. And the first one was probably great. And I couldn't hear anything she said. <laughs> and the second one was also great. And I heard some of what she said. And then the third one, I was like, okay, I'm finally ready for this. And I worked with her for over a year mm -hmm. until it just like soaked in. So just keep practicing it. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. The biggest thing that's going to get in your way is your head. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did I fully answer all the things that we were going to talk about? Yes, you did. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Do you have any follow-up questions? No, not at this moment. Great. Now... You have 30 days of following up with people. So right now you're just starting those conversations mm -hmm. and now you have almost a formula for moving forward exactly. once they respond. So good. All right, good deal. Luxor, I know you just picked up your baby. No worries. She is very busy these days, so she's okay. awake. She wants to be motoring. <laughs> yeah. She's adorable. Oh. Every time she gets cuter. Um, okay, you said you had some things that you wanted to talk about. Share. Yeah. Please. Um, so I want to invite people to share their ranching stories and or submit photographs for possible painting topics similar to kind of what I think it's Laura who is doing something kind of similar like a yeah I can paint you but you don't have to buy it kind of thing and I kind of want to gotcha. do that but with the storytelling aspect 
Um, so how do I, how should I go about trying to do that? I want to answer your question, and I also want to hear a little bit more about your vision. So when you say with the story storytelling aspect, do you mean their story? Do you mean your values? Like, tell me more about that. Their story. Um, so I would like just kind of open it to newsletter subscribers, followers, whatnot, and then hopefully get some responses. Um, yeah. And if there's something that resonates with me, it would become a painting topic. If they had a photo of them, maybe I would do it of them. If not, I could come up with my own reference for the subject, for the story, and then share that story inspiration with the painting. Okay, so it sounds like... So it's kind of a nurturing, connecting kind of Very thing. Very much, yes. Um, it, it sounds like the this needs to be kind of that nurturing structure of a month where you are having mm -hmm. five to 10 conversations where I guess what has to happen first is you have to start putting out some content about how you want to preserve the Western culture and tell the story yeah. and all of those pieces that you've told me. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to really dig down deep into the why that's important to you and share it okay. from multiple angles. Right. Okay. That so makes it's kind of like your- So start with me and then build out. Basically. Yeah. It's like your, it's like a precursor to the- nurturing moments yeah um, which that works because january's visibility so then i can be doing that in january and then open up for the invitations in february yeah and these timelines that i've set like here's a month of this here's a month of that they're arbitrary like it right. does not have to be a full month you might decide i want to okay. speed up this process because i really want to try this out and I want to do two weeks of visibility. And then I probably need more time to do the nurturing. And maybe the rest of it is going to take more time. Or maybe, right. you know, I'm really going to take full um, advantage of this. And I'm going to maybe do some PR. I'm going to reach out to newspapers or magazines or like things like that about why I care about this and what my next project is going to be. Well, that's a good idea. Actually, I never thought of using any kind of media resources to initiate those conversations. Yes, ma'am. Which is not my area of, of expertise. Like I can help guide you in it, but there is a masterclass on PR that's very good on pitching yourself. Okay. Okay. That's in the visibility. I've written a couple um, news press releases, but they've been like exhibition related. Yeah. Um, I've never thought to do something like that. Of a... That's a good idea. I feel like you might get a good response. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So if okay. you do January, that's your pro. Well, We've already outlined your project for January. We can change it if you so desire. Yeah. Like, what is your priority? Is it this, like, 
getting some things moving behind the scenes or is it I really want to do this project and I want to give it my full attention for a quarter there's not a wrong answer like you can always yeah. take this visibility month and write down all the plans you had yeah put them all in your and calendar for the next one right yeah but don't okay we've have spent a decent amount of time brainstorming and thinking about exactly what you're going to do Mm -hmm. So if you decide to put that on the back burner, that's okay, but make sure you right. have it clearly outlined for yourself in the future. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. So that would be bad to switch because I do still have my maternity benefits for another three months. So I'm not in that huge cash crunch yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm working on putting together a large collection for a summer exhibition. Um, for that collaboration. So, and I, that's kind of where I want to get, like, I've been doing these paintings and they're all from cowboys that we worked with at the gang and it's good, but mm -hmm. I'm kind of starting to wrap that up now. I'd like to do a few big pieces out of it, but I'm starting to think about, okay, what's next? And I'd like and to you just do said, some women and- You just said, I've got about yeah. three months mm -hmm. until I have a cash crunch. So yeah. if we're looking at activity one versus activity two, putting your stuff on Etsy, Pinterest, et cetera, whatever, yeah. whatever, that's going to help you long-term and maybe mm -hmm. you'll make some sales in the near future, but um, these more connected, nurturing, selling stories related to people in your community, that's, it's got more connection points. So that is more likely to bring in more money more quickly. Okay, right. Okay. See, I was thinking it'd almost be the other way around that the the Etsy Pinterest would bring in more money than the storytelling thing. But you're probably Not right. Necessarily. That and it takes time for project. It takes time yeah. for those like keywords to start working and you gotta get the right ones and like there's more X factors. Right. Stuff right okay whereas like with laura we kind of did the same process not necessarily with the the first month but we started with the nurturing bit of it and i think i for, i forget exact numbers so i'm going to screw this up but i think like four out of seven or five out of the seven of the people she had those nurturing moments with have ended up purchasing yeah. Right. Because they're strong connections. Yeah. And I can't guarantee those results. But what I can say no. is I do know the more yeah. connections, the more sales. So yeah, that being said, sure. that's a starting place. Okay. Nurture month. No, this could go along. I've been doing some research into um, applying for grants mm -hmm. um, and putting together a grant proposal. There's one that's... Um, Arts in Canada, Canada Artists, and then Sask Arts. They both, um, I think both their deadlines are in March. And having so some kind of like to, would be helpful. Would be amazing. Yeah. So that could all go together really good. Mm -hmm. um, and I've kind of been wondering, like, if I do the grant, I've, I've never had any background of grants or anything. So I'm just kind of doing some research. Um, <laughs> um, I've been wondering if I 
do the grant? Do I keep like, do I do my proposal for the same projects that I'm working on now? Or do I want to do a new project? The more you tie things in together, the simpler your life becomes. And the more sense. momentum you can put behind it. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I would say the same. I yeah. have worked with grants in my marketing past, um, not writing them, but editing them and formatting them and binding mm. them. And <laughs> wow, <sighs> I don't like them. <laughs> um, no, but there, it's a lot of technical writing and such. As yeah. a previous accountant, they might suit you. Like, yeah, the little bit of looking into it I've done, I'm not overly intimidated by it. Um, mm -hmm. My only thing that I think I may not be a great candidate for is a lot of the grants are about social change and speaking out about society, like all like kind of the modern arts. Stuff. I disagree. Do you? I do. Okay. You have a vision of how you want to help form the world moving forward. And maybe it's not the whole world. Maybe it's yeah. your town. I don't know. But right. that is social change. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I write it from that standpoint that it's moving and this is why it's needed and that it what could it, be really What is good. your vision for the future? Yeah. That's, that's the place to write it from. Okay. Okay. Um, let me just clarify real, real quick in case anyone yeah. else wants to do grants. Um, my strengths are <laughs> like future focus, not necessarily like, like the executing and the double checking and all of that. I don't do that well. That's like, of like the four categories of life, like that's the lowest. <laughs> so okay. there's nothing wrong with grant writing. It just is not in my DNA. Right. Fair enough. Um, okay. So what you're looking for with this publicity, there always has to be a call to action. Yeah. And that call to action needs to be something along the lines of, I want to know your story. How do you want to then move forward with that? Do you want to say, like have an acuity calendar online like I do where they can book a call with you? Or do you want to say, um, email me and I'll see if I can fit you in. Or do you want to say, um, share a little bit with me on somewhere and then we'll have a conversation and see where it goes. Like, right. what do you want that to look like? I think that that's the most important bit of this because I know that you're not going to want to have to talk to everybody mm -hmm. and you don't want to make it too hard for them to talk to you. Right. What's the easiest way for let's let's back up. What's the easiest way for you to talk to people? 
So probably formatting would be like a Zoom call, um, something where I can record it. My memories, I had a really bad head injury and I don't remember anything. <laughs> so I need a recording. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then um, um, side note real quick before I forget, you need to yeah. probably buy my program that I, not my program, but um, Descript. And you can put all your Zoom calls into Descript and it makes you a transcript. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. So um, it's fairly cheap also, but okay. um, I do have like, I use splice for my video editing, which that does auto captions. Let me so just it might show you take longer time. to do it, but this is, this is different. Okay. Um, so Becky puts all of my calls in Descript. Okay. It's called Descript. D, D is it written anywhere here? No. D no. D E script S C R I B T. Um, okay. Let's see if any of these are ready to look at. Yeah. So here's my transcript right here. Okay. Awesome. And it's not perfect, but it's not like captions mm -hmm. where I have to watch the whole thing. I can read it. Right. That and makes sense. Also, that's how you edit. Like, if I don't want this part in my video, I highlight it and I hit delete. Mm. Cool. And then it will take out that section. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, okay. You said Zoom calls are the best for you because one, you need to remember them. But mm -hmm. you also want to get into a situation where you've got 800 Zoom calls that are an hour long. Right. So what you might say, I want to have a 10 minute chat with you. And then okay. those calls that are really particularly interesting to you say, could we book a follow-up call? I'd really love mm. to dig into this. I think that this has a lot of potential for the project. That's a good idea. Okay. The short initial and then follow-up. Also scheduling is a biatch. So you may yeah. or may not want to, for at least a month, like sign up for a monthly subscription, month to month subscription of something like Acuity or um, Calendly. I use Acuity. I love it. Um, a lot of people use Calendly. Basically what it does is you can say, here's my schedule. I, mm. I want to have a 10 minute call. I need five minutes in between calls. Um, send them this yeah. reminder email to come and it okay. just kind of does all that so all you have to do is give them a page where they can choose called? a time that works for them acuity a-c-u-i-t-y scheduling now something else that could possibly come out of this in the future is my husband and I both talked about starting a YouTube or podcast channel of cowboying stories mm. and like people storytelling and specifically in Canada because there's not a lot of um, material I guess out there about the Canadian cowboy culture. Um, so it'd be kind of cool if this was the beginning of that maybe. Yes. By putting them in Descript, you give yourself the option, and you don't have to put them in Descript. You could just have a whole bunch of Zoom calls, but then you're like, what's what? I don't know. Um, right. That's why I love Descript. So 
by putting them in there, you then have kind of a catalog of calls you've already started. And maybe you're like, I would like to do many episodes for YouTube and you can ask them at the end or follow up with them. Hey, would you be okay with me sharing what you shared with me? Okay, so I don't have to do that up front. It would be an after thing. That's an after okay. thing because some people you're going to go, yeah. thanks so much for meeting with me. Bye. And yeah. That's it. <laughs> and yeah. other people, you're going to be like, I need to know everything in the world about you. And you can decide right. from there, but then you've already got all of these leads that if you're like, well, maybe I want to do a whole hour long something with somebody, you have people to go back to. Or maybe you decide, I just want to like share the five minutes that they talked because that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. And hey, how do you feel about that? And you've got 20 of them. I mean, I feel like this could turn into a year long project with all these different facets Mm -hmm. of how you do it, if that's what you want to do. And I think that that could be great for you. Okay. Okay. So what Um, questions do you have about that? Maybe some help on wording for like, Mm -hmm. how do I invite people to do this and explain what I want to potentially do with it? So in theory, the PR story would be about here's what Lexi cares about and here's why she wants to right. do it and here's what she's doing. So right. basically your story so would be as... Okay. And then at okay. the end, you would say something along the lines of if you identify with Canadian Western culture, I would love to hear from you. Um, schedule a 10 minute chat with me here. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That would be cool. Does okay. that, I mean, does yeah, that answer that your question hurt. or was that too simple of an answer? No, I think that did help to answer for sure. Um, now for getting the PR, do I have a contact from the guy that wrote the article about me um, at the Harvest Showdown, which I really loved him. He was wonderful. So I would contact him. Would I contact him, do you think, with like a with a proposal, kind of like a written expert of what I'm thinking already? So in my mind, PR is very similar to collaborating. So okay. I don't know if you've ever watched any of my stuff on collaborating, but what I recommend with collaborating is starting with a conversation starter. It's the same okay. process for all this shit, yeah. right? Starting with a conversation starter. Remember me, blah, blah, blah. How are you doing? Is there any way that I can help you with blah, blah, blah? Or how, whatever conversation starter you want to use. Okay. Then from there say, hey, can I ask you a question or can I ask your opinion? I have this idea. Um, Here's what I want to do. And I'm wondering if um, PR might be the right move for me. That's a good idea. What do you think? Okay. So these are the people that already, you already have that lead, that contact with. Yeah. Um, And what I really want you to do is make sure 
they are on your ideal art fire list. Okay. So if, what are you using? Are you using the paper, the spreadsheet, the Trello? What are you using? Um, I'm kind of starting in between. <laughs> um, so I just bought myself an actual address book because it has to be organized alphabetically in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it has just a tiny bit of room for notes. So I'm putting a small note and if I need to add more notes, I'll just use a sticky note. Um, I'm just gonna do this for now um, and see if it works. And if it does, I wanna design myself a better one in Canva and then get it printed. Okay. I couldn't find anything that was really great for what I had in mind. Uh -huh. um, I like your paper one, but I can't handle it not being alphabetical. I get that. <laughs> um, you could just buy like A, B, C, D, E. Stick it on there. That's true. Little tabs. Um, That's true. But the other thing is I'm in love with the spreadsheet. I'm partial to the spreadsheet. You can sort no, I am, on the spreadsheet. I love and I know you like Excel. Uh -huh. And I am an Excel queen, but uh -huh. since having a baby, I hardly ever work on my laptop. I do yeah. everything. So I'm using Trello. I love Trello now. Oh my gosh. Thank you for introducing me to that. So yeah. I have everything organized on Trello, but I don't think I like it that much for clients. So clients, I'm either going to do this address book idea or have them in my actual phone contacts. And then I can create a list within my phone contacts. So that way I can look through them easier. Yeah. Um, so part of the address book is for the physical mailing list. I want to be able to flip through and remember as I've said, okay, I'm sending out a letter to David, right? David said maybe a commission for his team. So then I can see that and put in a note when I'm doing his letter. Right. The only thing oh. that I want to make sure that you have for your sake and ease, it's like some <laughs> sort of, and I, you might have said this, I'm just not positive. Like some sort of like tagging, like if I want to right. search my phone for um, collaborators or PR contacts or something along those lines, yeah. like, can I find those easily? Can I find, yeah. this is a lead I need to follow up with easily. Can I find, um, this right. is someone I want to keep in contact with right now easily. So, so I think some for sort those of tagging system. The ones that need more contact, I think I'll try to use Trello for, because then I can set a reminder on yeah. it as well. So yeah, I'm trying to get more organized for follow-ups and that. And, and you've got to people. find the way that works for you. And to be honest, I'm on like my eighth system. Yes. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have found the one that was right for me to start with, and, but I think yeah. I'm finally there. Like the, the ease of me being able to get what I need to get from my information is now there. And I have never been able to find that before. It's never, it's always been like, I organize it and I make a system in my mind and I have it how I want to do it, but it never like in the execution phase, which is what, like yeah. what I just said, my weakest point, mm -hmm. it's, it hasn't worked. So it has to be so easy for me to execute. So just keep yeah. that in mind. How can I execute all of this? Sounds good. And I know you are. Um, so that being said, PR contacts in mm -hmm. whatever system they need to be written down. Okay. Sounds good. 
because so do you might I... just reach out once and then mm-hmm. forget to, and then they don't respond because it's Christmas right. time yes. and they're busy. And then you forget to follow yeah. up because you already reached out to them and yeah, that's not okay. And then they have to have a follow-up yeah. system in place. Sounds good. Which you can And I assume, a, I assume more is better for PR, like reach out to, sure. yeah. Okay. The, think about it like the drops in the bucket analogy. You put in one drop, you don't get any response. You follow up, you still don't get any response. And you're like, well, this isn't going to work. You have five. Mm-hmm. One responds, one doesn't. One you follow up with, like, you start having options and you stop mm-hmm. putting all your hope and dreams and wishes on one working. Right. You have 10. I've responded with, or I've followed up with this person three times and they haven't responded, but that's okay. Cause I got nine more. Right. Okay. So yes, it's more pitches and it's more people to find, but you, you know, you just told me, you know, one. So that is a, yeah, and I think I know, I, I think I know another one. My future sister-in-law's mom is in newspaper or something. I've, Great. Yeah. And you can also ask them. It doesn't just have to be hey, would you do a story on me? It can also be, Mm -hmm. do you have any contacts for me? So now your two has turned into eight. That's a good idea. Which you have written down, which you have a follow-up process for, which means you will succeed. Yep. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's next? You got me on Uh, my coffee, so. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for the clarifying all that. Um, okay, so for this project, um, I want to have a large collection put together for the summer. Um, and then I'll probably still keep working on it. I'm thinking just keep adding to it. Um, so I'm looking at doing that collaboration with my father in law, which I'm seeing him at Christmas. So we're going to try to nail down some details then. But I'd like to do something local um, to invite all these local contacts I have. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have gallery or a studio space by then. So if I do, I'd host it myself. If I don't, let's assume you don't. So we have a backup. Okay. You've already got kind of a one plan. Yeah. Yeah. So do I look at doing something local in a pop-up gallery fashion or should I do a proposal for my local art gallery? Okay, remind me again, what is your, you just said it, but my brain's going anyways. Um, What is your purpose in hosting this event? Why do you want to do it? To connect with the local people I've met and I'm making connections with. Um, Okay. Because I imagine a lot of this will be a lot of Saskatchewan people that I'll be connecting with through the ranching stories. Um, I do have a lot of BC connections, so there'll be some there. Um, But I'd like to, yeah, I guess honor the local connections. So I'm thinking about if you are like doing a proposal for an art gallery or something, like what's in it for them? Mm -hmm. If what's in it for you is I want to make all these connections and like have some face-to-face moments and whatever, Mm -hmm. what do they get out of it? Why would they want to help you with this? 
stuff would be for sale. So, I mean, there would be. Right. Um, I'm their, assuming at this point that these stories have turned into paintings. Like we've That's gone what through thinking, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question, but I have to say this too. This is a great PR follow-up opportunity. Oh, you wrote this story about me and now here's what I'm That's doing true. with it. Yeah. Um, so really what that would look like is you would need a solo show. Yes. Or a show that was curated with the same ideas in mind. Right. So I think I, I want a solo show, but my question is, do I host it myself or do I try to go through the gallery? Um, well, if you don't I've had have a solo space. show. Yeah. Like I, I'd be looking at like a pop-up, like rent a, an empty gotcha. storefront for a week or something like that. Um, do you think, and I know we haven't looked into this yet, but do you think there are opportunities like that around you that would feel affordable enough to be worth it um, for the time and the effort and everything of getting all these people in one room? Do you think there's a storefront of sorts where that could work? I think so. Um, there's a fair bit of empty storefronts in Melville. Um, and I think quite a few in Yorkton as well, um, which both are kind of central to the area. So either location could work. Okay. Um, so, so I think so it just yes, would be, of course, do it myself. Okay. I guess when I've done stuff by myself in the past, I kind of got a little bit of resistance from the art community of a, why aren't you involved in the local art group? Why aren't you going through the gallery? Like, and because then it was, I guess I lived too far out. I was two hours away from town and their meetings were Tuesday morning and I worked. So it wasn't possible. Um, so I'm just wondering if I'm that. undervaluing, what do you mean? So I'm thinking back to past conversations that we've had where you said things mm -hmm. like, I um, stopped showing up where the art was and I started showing up where my people were and I had better results. Yes, way better. I guess I'm just worried that maybe and maybe I shouldn't be that the How art could we involve is going to badly at that. Do we care? That's I guess I don't really care. And I don't care. <laughs> I probably don't care. <laughs> and I feel bad that I don't care maybe. <laughs> Because I do believe in local and in community, sure. but, but in my experience, the local art community is not good. <laughs> Why do you have to, like, why do you have to jump through all their hoops to be local art is what, I, okay. I, I get it and I don't get yeah. it. I'm okay. kind of on the fence, like, yeah, you want to yeah. support your local art community, but you are the local art community. And right yes you're trying to better the local art community you're just not doing it with all the ways they think you need to do it right I guess that's the thing is I've never been a conventional artist and I don't think I ever will be I won't ever go the conventional gallery route and do things by the rules because I'm I don't play that way <laughs> yeah you don't have to yeah 
Okay. <laughs> so what, what you might think about, and I don't have the answer for you here now, I wish I did, but what you might think about is how can I, by doing this myself, is there any way that I would like to somehow support other artists in this venture? Like maybe if there's yeah. eight walls and you happen to know one or two other artists with similar vision, maybe you can say- That's true. You can invite those two because yeah. they match. That's, a, that's what we're doing in Alberta. And I actually know of two female Western artists in Saskatchewan that would be great to invite. One's quite local and the other one's about three hours away. And um, yours gets to be the main event because you're doing okay yeah but if you want to support other artists in this that's okay too right so in Alberta I was kind of trying to keep it like the the other main artist collaborator is a photographer she has beautiful work but I liked that it was different enough yeah um whereas the two artists yeah the two artists in Saskatchewan are both painters um so I'd have I'd have to do some thinking on that if I'd want to collaborate yeah and you don't have yeah. to yeah but there's a, I mean like you can go a billion different ways with that too maybe it's and partnerships can get messy but like do you want to split the gallery down the middle and she invites her people and you invite your people and you split right. the cost even right but just I'm not feeling that for you it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it but right this feels like a spotlight on here's the project that I had a vision for and here's how I brought yeah. it to life and all the people that contributed I want to come. that's, that's kind of what I want to have yeah both here so, and in Alberta I kind of want it to be like a big like this is my every like every two or three years I'll have kind of like a big solo show event and this is what I want to do so yeah yeah Okay. Thank you. That's what I feel. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> okay. All right. It is 11 over here. Does anybody have any final questions? And then I have one tiny question for you. If you were to summarize for the feed, what are, what's the, like, I want to put office hours, but I don't just want to put mm -hmm. office hours. I want to put office hours we talk about this and this so which I have to say those descriptions have been really helpful to be like oh that sounds interesting and then I go and watch it like thank you and and <laughs> I really want to get an intern that like makes notes and like links to things and I'm like it's not the project for today but like I got a vision y'all so cool. um what would you say was your main takeaway um both of you for me I think it would be um the change in my way of following up after an inquiry following up after an inquiry okay an inquiry it's not an inquiry no it's the same it's the same word it's just like banana banana yeah. whatever and the other thing <laughs> are related to it but this is the main thing for me that's what I needed to know what do you think yeah. Lexi um I don't know how to word it like collaborating with 
clients for like, I don't know how you'd wear like the story, mm. story painting transition kind of thing. See, I would have said PR. This is why I asked. Um, yeah. So... And, then, and then also PR, but like, to me, those were like kind of two separate. Yep. Collaborating with, I'll think about it, but I get the, I get the gist. Okay. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, Thank Jessica. You very much. You're welcome. Talk Bye. soon. Bye. Take care.